Somehow I woke up one morning and my throat was on fire. My lungs were on fire. And I had a cough that damn near. I, I, I could put some hardcore tokers to shame with the cough that I had. Welcome to Far North Tokers. This is episode 176, March 22nd, 2020, with your host, Mid Toker. Thank you all for listening. Today, COVID-19 is taking over the country, and what are we going to talk about? COVID-19. This show, we have Mitchell Howe with us from 49th Meal Podcast, connecting up recently and watching his show, Zoom, in Anchorage, covering food in Alaska, out of the Matsu Borough. Now... Things got a little rough for him last week. A week ago, he feels he's got COVID-19. Goes to the doctors. They don't have enough tests last week. So what ends up happening? They say, yeah, you probably do. Suspected is what they're calling it. Suspected confirmed. So many more out in the state that are like that. And tomorrow, Monday, we'll see what happens with the state. Uh, we going to get locked down? Calling for it. Doctors here in Fairbanks are calling for the state to be locked down travel bans. We'll see you guys. Hope you have all stocked up. One of the things that I was really worried about was my cannabis supply. Getting out a little bit, getting a little bit here and there. I got my seeds ready to plant because we're going to need those gardens going. Then I want to give a personal thank you to Nate Atwood for helping me. Gave me some pre-rolls, some little coconut infused and green men and really helped me through this time. Thank you. <sighs> Been enjoying some chem soda cookies during this time. During the edit and Really enjoy it. Comes on a little, uh, little light. Like you keep on going, gives some energy. And now just locking and loading, getting down deep with some indica. So gonna finish this up. Let's get, let's get the Mitchell Howe 49, 49th meal podcast. Listen to his journey with the coronavirus podcasting in Alaska. Here we go. Come on down to Alaskan Blooms for the finest cannabis in Alaska. We've got deals going all week to show appreciation to our wonderful customers just like you. Got a case of the Mondays? Then Munchy Monday is the perfect way to wind down. Swing by and take advantage of our 25% off sale on all edibles. We've got candy, sodas, hash aids, coffee, cookies, and crackers. With so many edibles to choose from, Munchy Monday is the perfect time to save on edibles. On Turpy Tuesday, we're showing our love to the concentrate lovers. Come by on Tuesday and save 15% off on all concentrates. We just got in some baller slabs and jars from Creative Confections of Terp Sugar and Shatter made from a few of our own strains. Be sure to check them out. On Wednesday this week, we're offering a 25% discount on all Arctic Bakery products. We just had some infused joints made with some of our own strains like Black Mamba and Durban that are perfect to smoke with a group of friends. This Thirsty Thursday is a perfect time to load up on infused beverages. If you buy any four THC infused beverages, you get the fifth for just a penny. We've got sodas, coffee, and lemonade, so try them all. And this Friday is Fat 8th Friday. Come by and get an extra half gram added to your purchase of 3.5 grams on any strain grown by Alaskan Blooms. It's a perfect time to load up on that new strain you've been thinking about. As always, Saturday is Shatter Day, and you know what that means. 25% off all Shatter in the store. Be sure to check out our new Shatter from Creative Confections. We still have some Strawberry Mamba in 3.5 and 7 gram baller slabs, but be sure to grab Candy Mac and Sour Burmese Kush while they last. And this Sunday is still CBD Sunday. Purchase one CBD product for 10% off. Grab two CBD products and get 20% off. 
Stock up and get three or more CBD products and save 30% on your whole CBD order. We're closing in fast on our retail shop's one-year anniversary, and we're only getting started. We here at Alaskan Blooms can't stop and won't stop giving you the best deals with the best service. 8 a.m. to midnight, 2443 R. Villa Street, Fairbanks, alaskanblooms.com. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. All right, welcome to Far North Tokers, Mitchell Howell of 49th Meal Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm so excited to get another podcaster on. These shows, <laughs> these shows go so easy for me. Just talking to someone else who wants to talk all the time. It's uh, I just get to sit back and it's kind of like your show today. Yeah, I know. That's the that's the funny part. Like uh, at work, they uh, keep telling me I talk too much. I was like, hey, y'all knew that when I got hired. I told you I run a podcast. That means I can stare at a wall and talk for hours. How long have you had your podcast? Officially launched in November. Probably started recording uh, recording early October, mid to early October is when I started recording and putting all the ideas together. So you did it like a lot of uh, pros recommend. You started recording, getting that done. Getting you, Did you have your general, like your three episodes done when you released? Yeah, I think um, I launched with a total of four episodes. So when I first started, uh, when I decided I was going to do my own podcast, I found a group on Facebook, a uh, podcast movement, and I did their 28-day uh, launch challenge. It's kind of what I used as my blueprint. Awesome. Yeah, I was I was throwing that out to other people. I had already had mine going, but it was a good way to get people launched, wasn't it? Yes, it was. I mean, there was... You're you're definitely uh, proof of it right there. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot more to it than I initially thought there was going to be. As far as what? Uh, just like... <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, the cover Let's art... Let's let everyone the... know um, you are, have coronavirus <laughs> right now. Just That's one of the reasons I have you on here. Main reason is podcast. We just get lucky that you have coronavirus. We can talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, that's one way to put it. Lucky. Yeah, right. <laughs> no. Um, that's why you're going to be coughing and sniffing and all that. We're going to get to that later, but I want to get to this podcast first. Go ahead. Let's... Yeah, there was just a lot more to like uh, learning the rules of like using music. Can you use it for 15 seconds, 30 seconds? Oh, let's go into that because I don't I normally don't just give a fuck about that kind of stuff. But you're a pro, man. Let's let's hear. I think I started that way. I really started thinking, OK, I'm not going to use anyone's music. And then as of recently, maybe five, six weeks ago, I went back to that thought, got my own. I went on to Fiverr, paid someone to make a intro for me. And took away, I was using Blind Melon. I'd asked them if I could use it. They never responded. You know, of course, who's going to respond to some little guy, but. Don't ask, don't tell, right? <laughs> that's kind of, well, I got to the point of thinking that maybe I should ask. And then if they don't <laughs> respond, that's like uh, implicit that they just give, give me authorization.
<laughs> and then as I started getting further, I was like, maybe I should not be. But there's some, I put a lot of things in the podcast that just stripped right off YouTube. But you look at it a different way, huh? Yeah, well, um, the thing when I was looking at it is um, I, I made the mistake of going down the rabbit hole of trying to Google every answer I could to every question I could think of. And that's just like try, trying to find podcasts, legals, do's and don'ts through Google is like trying to diagnose your medical condition off Google. Man. By the time you get done, you're doing 40 years in prison and you'll never own a penny again in your life. <laughs> yeah, it, it's all new, right? We're going into a new place, but we're using old rules. So what I ended up doing for mine is um, I released <coughs> first couple episodes um, I had some good friends of mine that uh, do live music. They reached out to me and said they would like to do a intro and um, outro music for me. Awesome. And that's why, like, the first maybe five or six episodes I have, I got no music, no nothing. I'm just like, hey, it's me. I'm here. Let's do this. And then it wasn't here till the later ones that I finally got some real intro, outro music going. And that way I didn't have to worry about, because I've heard like Apple and Spotify, they'll do like random audits where they're looking for copyrighted music and they can actually pull your stuff off. I believe But uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't want to mess with that. Uh, and then the hardest thing for me was like getting the um, cover art for mine because I have the artistic ability of a two-year-old <laughs> on a good day. So I, I ended up using Fiverr for my cover art. Nice. I I love Fiverr. How much did you How much did you pay, and how'd you go into doing that? Uh, I think I did. I think it was like twenty twenty five bucks, yeah, and awesome. I just went through uh through like some of the different pitches and looked for something that was close close to what I wanted, and I was like, shit, I'm gonna just gamble with it and go. I mean, you look online, some people trash Fiverr. But at the end of the day, it's just people hustling, just like us. I mean, that's it is. that's all they're doing. They have talent. They're trying to make a few extra bucks. I'm going to help them out. I know. I love it. I've, I've been completely satisfied with my intro that was made. Just completely satisfied. Love it. And that's mine. That it's mine. That's the greatest thing. Paid someone to do it for me, and it got done, and yeah, they're just hustling, doing their thing. Exactly. Well, how did you come up with the idea? Mine, you know, cannabis, it's one of the things I love, <laughs> and I was getting into the policy and, and following it on. It was something I knew, and I liked to talk, and it was, a, it was a place to share it. You know, I say whatever I want. No one's telling me no. How did you get into the 49th Meal Podcast? I was working up on the North Slopes uh, as a chef. And we worked seven days a week, 12 hours a day. I was doing overnights. And I, I was l listening to audiobooks at first off of Audible. A friend of mine sent me a podcast and was like, hey, listen to this. And, like, I instantly fell in love with podcasting. I would say, honestly, I've been only listening to podcasts for maybe eight months. What was the first one you listened to? Serial. Nice. Yeah, and then uh, from there, I've just kind of gone gone crazy i listened to quite a few of them when i was working at nights up there i was trying to find a good food-based one that wasn't a douchebag new yorker california based one and i couldn't find any so i was like you know what screw this i'll just do my own and i've always had a love for food and small businesses and 
like you get on Google, uh, Apple or Spotify and just look for Alaska based podcast. You got Meat Eater and maybe one or two others really pop up. Besides that, I wasn't seeing a lot. So I was like, okay, look, I found a market that's untapped. I'm a fat ass. I love food. I might be able to get some free food out of this. Ah, nice. <laughs> and that's kind of, that was kind of where my whole starting point was, was just, uh, kind of trying to find an area to get into that I was passionate about, but not oversaturated. Cause like, I love true crime, but let's face it. My little broke ass down here in Wasilla, Alaska is not going to be able to produce a podcast on true crime. That's going to break into a national market. It's just the reality of the situation is I have a better chance of getting struck by lightning and winning the Powerball lotto that we don't even have here in Alaska before that happens. Are you looking to make it a national thing? Is it a end goal or are you just doing it? You know, I don't know. I've been playing around with a couple ideas to to put another podcast out in the service industry and try to do that more of a national show. But at the end of the day, this one's my baby and I just as soon as I start working on the other stuff, I feel bad and I come back and like coddle it and crack down and do some editing so I can get some episodes out. Right. And and I think one of the joys of podcasting, it is an individual thing. Mostly, I guess there's a lot of co-hosts out there and they do it together, but then in them, it's becoming an individual thing. You know, they're a team and they don't have to answer to anybody that this is the, the beautiful thing of first amendment rights and say whatever we want and just throw it out there. See, and that's one thing like I've been really torn on. I've had I've talked to a couple people about uh, either sponsoring some episodes or doing some advertising on the podcast to help monetize it. But at the end of the day, as soon as I start taking somebody's money, I'm answering to somebody for something, either downloads or a strict schedule. Right now, this is just my this is my de stressor. This is my baby. I like I, I don't want to give up any type of control of it. And like this last week dealing with this uh, coronavirus, I didn't put out an episode because I just did not fill up to it. And I don't have to answer to anybody about that because I haven't monetized the show yet. Yes, that the accountability has helped my show in some ways and having sponsors um, going from one to another and, and just thinking, wow, I don't have to put a show. Well, yeah, but yes, you do. Someone's paying <laughs> you to put a show out. And exactly. Going back and forth between paying, getting paid for your art or um, just doing what you do. And hopefully you find people that love what you do. Chena Cannabis, North Pole Cannabis Dispensary, 1725 Richardson Highway, between North Pole and Fairbanks, right before the Badger Road exit. You're going to love this place. Convenient access right off the highway. On the way out of town, stock up on some of my favorite in-house strains. Big Smooth, Fruity Pebbles, always a $5 pre-roll special, and $10 grams flour, edibles, concentrates, and your smoking accessory needs. Check out the full menu on leafly.com. Open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10 p.m., Saturday 10 to 10, Sunday noon to 8. You don't have to drive all the way to Fairbanks for your cannabis needs. Save your time. Get your quality cannabis at Chena Cannabis, your North Pole cannabis dispensary. Chena Cannabis. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with the consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding.
And it's it's gonna be interesting though to see at uh, with everything, especially going on up here with the tourist industry, how if it's gonna hurt or help us small guys on marketing stuff because I don't think a lot of businesses are gonna have the big budgets for the big marketers. So if we can find one silver lining in this, when places do bounce back, I have a feeling it might help the small independent people like me and you and all the other podcasters to be able to draw some advertising in maybe from some bigger names that would normally never look at us. We really create a niche market. A lot of times when you're thinking about uh, like radio advertising, it's just being shotgunned out there to everyone, whether they're listening or not. Our show, you know, our show is, is geared towards a certain group and the advertising is geared towards that group. Those are the people that are going to be going to the places whenever they're enjoying your show. Yeah, well, that and we have the advantage of like, I mean, you go to radio advertising, they have set prices. They, they, they can't move those prices. I mean, maybe 10 percent here or there to make you feel better. But like for us, we can do whatever we can to help that small business. Right. Talk about it for a half hour instead of the 30 second slot. Exactly. Post all week about it. Oh, and then get those samples. Oh, the samples is a nice part of uh, <laughs> podcasting. It, it really is. <laughs> I know I was sitting here talking with a friend of mine over the over the weekend, stocking up for coronavirus quarantine. And I was like, man, I, d- I don't have any cannabis. And he's like, what? You do a show about <laughs> cannabis. How do you not have any? Like, I just, it's just not where my money went to right now. And where I, it's funny. People just think that it's all around me all the time. So he gave me a little satchel. Take home. There you go. A little help for my friends. Hey, thanks, Nate, if you're listening. So that's good. I'm sure you're getting some, do you, do they invite you out to the restaurant? Kind of like a food critic almost? Is that um, what it's becoming? So I, I've been trying to actually avoid many restaurant, restaurant places. For the fact that um, when I started the show, I was working for a restaurant and being a chef for almost 10 years, I know, I, I don't care what it is. Another chef comes in and starts asking questions or stuff I'm like, Hey, th- this is my turf. Like, and, and it, it's hard to say that I'm not biased. If I'm working for re- getting a paycheck from one restaurant, I can't go to the other one and be like, Oh my God, their shit's so good. Like screw my place. Go here. But <laughs> Now that I've stepped out of the kitchen industry and, and being a chef, I, I'm definitely going to be doing some more actual restaurants, chatting with some chefs. And But, like, um, I did a great interview with uh, Bear Creek Winery down in the Sedalton Homer area. And same with Glacier Winery. And, like, they invited us this spring to come down and uh, tour the get a private tour of the winery and stay there on the winery, stuff like that. So... I know a lot of my guests, they love to have me come in and just be able to show their little mom and pop operation or their full setup. Really, they, they just get so excited about being able to share it with somebody. And then having your excitement, being interested in what they have. <laughs> so excited to share with people what they have and and seeing someone's interested in it. Yeah, like I did um, an episode with um, Alaska Artisan Coffee here out of Palmer and they roast coffee straight from the bean, and it was. I, I've never really thought about what it actually takes to make a cup of coffee. Scoop the shit out, you put it in your little Keurig thing, and you push the button. But like, it was really cool to actually be able to go in and see the full in-depth process, and to see everything that goes into making all these different coffees. Where 
I was just completely blown away. Same with chocolate. Like, I did an episode with um, Wildlands Chocolate out of Anchorage. Holy shit, dude. Like, there is more to chocolate than wine. Mm. Like, it is insane, all the different flavors and notes and all this stuff. It's stuff like that that... Even working in a commercial kitchen, I would never go that in-depth to half of this stuff. Right. A lot of times people say, uh, like when we're posting in a local Fairbanks group, Fairbanks Facebook chat group, and they're talking about <laughs> uh, where do I get the best um, French dip? And there's always someone saying, make it at home. And it's like, um, well, I'm not asking that. I, I want to go somewhere where I can get someone to make it for me much better than I can do. Right. And so I, I appreciate that people's skills and paying people for their skills. Yeah. She got to love the always make it at home. Well, no, I want to be on Facebook. If I want to make it at home, I'd be on bettycrock.com if I wanted to make it at home. (laughs) Right. And having all the right equipment to really do it right is something that that's a lot of things about policymakers with, with pot, how it's gone. Um, well, you don't need to have stores because you can just grow it now. It's like, well, I don't know how to grow it good. Or, yeah. I don't know how to cook good filet or I don't know how to <laughs> do, you know, anything. Those kind of things. There's skill that comes when we're, when we're exchanging our money for it. Exactly. And if you're going on that me- mentality, why don't we just shut down all the uh, auto mechanics? You right. can technically fix your car at home. Do it yourself. <laughs> and look at that. The ozone layer healed itself in like three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Dig, man. There goes Matt tonight. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Fairbanks. This is Marcy Luther with Alaskan Blooms. Thank you. We'd like to do something for you now. And I wanted to tell you guys about a strain coming up on our menu for this weekend. The Mac is back, also known as Miracle Alien Cookies. And what I love about this strain is the nug density and also the keef content. And if you're looking for flavor, the Mac has something for everybody. It's a mix between fuel, citrus and sour, pine, and musk. Oh, the has such teeth. And it shows them pearly white. Just a jackknife has Mac heat dear. And he keeps it outside. When the shark bites with his teeth dear, scarlet pillows start to spread. just has an all-around wonderful and appealing flavor and aroma profile. And as far as what you can expect um, in the department of effects, you're going to notice relaxation, social enjoyment, and an uplifting head change. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and maybe have forming addictive 
Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with the consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. You can read the large back, Mac is an all-around awesome strain. Come see us at Alaskan Blooms Retail and at finer retails all across the state of Alaska. Eight AM to midnight, twenty four forty three R Villa Street, Fairbanks, AlaskanBlooms.com. So Mitchell, how where did coronavirus come in you're just your show started right when uh the first virus is being detected in china so you kind of got an interesting timeline you come yeah. along, you're doing your show you're all excited about it and now what happened i i watched your live feed today you were talking about you work at fred meyer so that must be you guys are like the new um emergency workers you know out there uh, uh, braving the cold and, you, you know what when, when a go to the doctors or the ER and the nurse says, I don't envy you for what you have to work with. You know, something's wrong there. Oh, but, man. Well, what's it like working at Fred Meyer right now? Actually, you know, I, I will brag about my management team. We have really strong managers there that are trying to keep us going insane because it, it, it it's a shit show. Well, when was the last day you worked? It would have been roughly Sunday-ish. Wow, so a week. You, yeah. You've known that you have coronavirus for a week. Uh, So... Yeah, let's step back. What happened? Yeah, Monday or Tuesday. Well, it started about last Sunday. Well, for about a week, I've been having, like, really crappy, kind of gunked-up lungs. Didn't make anything of it. You know, it's it's breakup, starting to be breakup season. Right. Shit blooming, so I wasn't too worried about it. And then uh, that went on for a couple days, and suddenly I woke up one morning, and my throat was on fire, my lungs were on fire, and I had a cough that damn near... I I, I could put some hardcore tokers to shame with the cough that I had. And that is just a week ago. Yeah. You wake up, and you've got a sore throat, and you've got a terrible cough. And then... Uh, the fever started setting in and that's when I was like, oh shit. And there was nothing before that. No. I mean, it went from zero to a hundred real quick. Wow. No sniffles, no aching, no feeling a little tired. Let me step back. Let me step back. Cause when I started getting the, the gunky lungs, I did call, uh, the nurse's hotline. Like they tell you to do right away. And they're like, yeah, no, you're probably fine. If you haven't been around anyone that's been out of state, you're fine. So I, I, I did take the precaution of calling the nurse's hotline like when I first started getting the gunky lungs. Wow. And because, you know, working in retail, we are right there on the the forefront. Yeah. 
I, I work the department. I won't go into which department, but the department I work in, everybody comes to us for like where the whole customer stores customer service, even though we're not. <laughs> but we're usually the first one people see. So when they're looking for something, they come to us. So I, I'm interacting with hundred hundred people an hour easily. So I, you know, and, I took the and social uh, distancing wasn't even invented at this point, right? Not really. I mean, we'd heard about it, and honestly, like, I'm not going to lie. I really did not take it all that serious. And that was one of my questions. Were you a hoaxer or a, like, you're starting to prep? So you were kind of thinking it's no big deal. Yeah, I, I won't say I was a hoaxer because I believe it's out there. Just I am a – the media has to – I mean, we kind of get it as podcasters. You got to sen- sensationalize stuff to – Get people to watch up. Yeah, so, I mean, I took it as kind of, oh, you know, this is kind of bad, but, I mean, shit, we're up here in Alaska. Like, if I was in New York, I'd probably be borderline prepper. But we're up here in Alaska, like, shit, nobody's coming up here yet. It's the winter still. So I really didn't, I mean, I washed my hands some more, but I didn't take it as, like, oh, I need to change my whole lifestyle. I need to keep back from people. I'm like, ha, this is dumb. And, yeah. That let me tell you, that backfired real fast. <laughs> yeah, you wake up with lungs all gunky, and you call, and they say no big deal. But you kind of know it might be a big deal because you're around a lot of people. Yeah, and that was, I want to say that was right after. That might have been the day we got our first actual confirmed case in Alaska. Not not the pilot. It was before the pilot. It was a couple days before that pilot. Uh, was yeah, we confirmed. got up here in, in Fairbanks. But I think, yeah, I think it was the same day that Fairbanks got its first confirmed. So you're hearing in the media, paying attention, and you're like, oh, man, I got to call, see what's going on. I'll know. And they're like, no worries. Yeah. And, and, you know, I understand the hospitals are so overwhelmed because there is a lot of people that, I don't want to use the word hypochondriac, but a lot of unnecessary visits to the hospital. Right, so, especially told, right now, if you if you miss it, you you, you could die. Yeah, or spread then, it to someone else and kill them. So it was at the day after I called the hotline, like when I woke up and it was just bam. I mean, punched me full force. And then so I called um our local uh, hospital here in Matsu. They're they're the ones that told me to come in, and th- this is why I get really touchy on the issue because. I was originally, I was thinking maybe I had like walking pneumonia because it wasn't like, oh my God, this is the worst thing I've ever experienced in my life. It's, I can't breathe. My lungs are on fire. So they tested me for pneumonia. They tested me for the flu. They said that was negative. And they're like, well, we only have about 70 tests in the state. So we're not going to give you a test. We're going to say you're suspected confirmed. Wow. So you need quarantine just as if we gave you the test and everything. But here's an inhaler. Have a good day. That doesn't even show up on the stats then, right? No, it doesn't. And that's, to me, kind of the bullshit part of this is, and that's the part that's making people not take it serious, is because, I mean, we have, what, six cases here in Alaska? Okay, doing this show Sunday night. Here it is, 9-14, finalizing edits and updated in Alaska, 8-24, Alaska's coronavirus 19 case count rose by 10 with an announcement Sunday night by the 
State Department of Health and Social Services. Seven of the ten new cases were in Anchorage, two were in the Matanuska Susitna Borough, and one was in Juneau. The announcement brings the state total to 32, and this is March 22, 2020. Of those seven are from Fairbanks. The most recent Fairbanks case was announced Saturday night. Dr. Joe McLaughlin, the state's epidemiologist, said at least two of the new Anchorage cases have no clearly identified contact with a confirmed case. This indicates that community transmission of COVID-19 appears to be occurring in the Anchorage area. Anchorage Mayor Ethan Berkowitz on Friday issued an emergency hunker-down ordinance stating that everyone currently in the municipality of Anchorage shall stay at home as much as possible and ordering non-critical businesses and entities to close. All of the new cases were in adults. None were hospitalized, according to the department's announcement. All of these persons are isolating themselves at home, and their close contacts are being asked to self-quarantine for 14 days and monitor for symptoms. The announcement reads, One of the Anchorage cases had recent travel outside of Alaska. The remaining cases are not known to be travel-related at this time. The section of epidemiology is investigating the remaining cases in cooperation with Joint Base Almendorf-Richardson, the Anchorage Health Department, and local public health nurses, the announcement reads. Here we go. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Are we going to be locked down here in Alaska? Uh, don't know. Don't know. Think about the size of Alaska. We make Texas look small. So you hear six people have it. You're like, Psh, shit, what's the chances I'm going to come in contact with those six people? Compared right. to if they were releasing the actual numbers of con- suspected confirmed, then people might be like, oh, hey, I'm going to punch you in the face if you come within six feet of me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Have you seen it get aggressive out there? Well, you've, you've been locked down for a little bit, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm getting well, way ahead. I'm getting way ahead. So you, the week you, lockdown, but I, I've go heard to sleep before. on, you go to sleep on Sunday, wake up on Monday and you're hella cough. And then you go in on Monday to, and the nurse tells you that it's, um, we can't give you a test. So you're confirmed. Okay. Um, I went in on two, Tuesday was my first day of quarantine. So I was a day off. Monday is when I had the small symptoms. Tuesday is when I woke up feeling like shit, shit. Went in and got confirmed. Oh, well, suspected man. confirmed. So what made you go in? What was the decider that you're like, okay, I got to uh, go in? Well, my breathing. I mean, so I bad. could not. I, I felt literally, I felt uh, I couldn't get enough air in. And when I coughed, I mean, my wife even said it sounded like I was drowning. It didn't feel that bad, but, like, it sounded horrible. My wife's like, yeah, dude, you got to go get that looked at. What does it do for her now? How to, how is, how's the rest of your family doing? She's She's been battling suspected uh, coronavirus, but hers didn't hit so much in the lungs. She's been having it more in the body aches. More like so a flu symptoms. We're not 100% we're a little bit. sure. But she went to the doctors, and they pretty much told her the same thing. She was in and out of ER in 25 minutes. That tells you how quick they're moving people in and out. Wow. So, but she's feeling better. Oh, yeah. Just, like, from dropping her off and picking her up, we've seen, like, four ambulance coming in and out. Mm. But it was, uh, and, and I will say, I will give credit to Matsu Regional here. Like, they got their system on point to stop it from spreading of people coming in. Like when you go in, as soon as you check in, they give you a mask. And if you're (laughs) suspected sick, they have like a special waiting area set up for you. 
and then uh, they have a special triage and an x-ray room, like, all right there, so you don't even leave that little area. Right. So I, I will give them credit. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'll give them credit. At least they're, they seem prepared. How fast, once you went home, then on Tuesday, did you start to feel better? Uh, it honestly has been a roller coaster until today, honestly. Wow. Just like uh, it got worse then and then got better and then worse again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, the fever got really bad. I was getting up to like 102 fever and the uh, coughing. There was a couple nights like I thought I was going to pass out because I couldn't get any air in when coughing. And then um, so my my dad, he is uh, retired and lives in Thailand. And he sent me this recipe for some like voodoo Thailand stuff for cough suppressing and upper respiratory. And I made it and holy shit, it helped almost instantly. What is it? I am not one of those, uh, oh, all natural, yay, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, I'll I'll take my medicine. But this stuff actually worked really good. Well, when, when the medicine's not working, you want, you'll try anything, right? So it's one tablespoon white pepper, half tablespoon of salt. And uh, I recommend sea salt just because I'm a salt purist. Uh, one tablespoon ginger. But if you're using powdered ginger, only do a half tablespoon because holy shit, yeah. <laughs> and then one spoon lemongrass. I use just like the tube stuff. And then uh, one to three tablespoons of lemon or lime juice. And you just kind of mix it all together. It's real peppery tasting. Does not taste great. And you just sip on it. Like take your little tablespoon and just sip on it. And it made a huge difference for me. Thanks for sharing. <coughs> Where do you go from here? I mean, today, today you're living at seven six seven days yeah um now that i can actually move and feel human again i am doing as much out outreach as i can to spread awareness i've been writing to a lot of the local papers anyone that will listen about trying to actually warn how bad this is and how bad it's going to get with because with the with the low numbers they release i don't think it's it's not going to be a, a big concern until it's too late. Yeah, I've really been just trying to get the word out that it's here already. Like, we need to start taking drastic measures. Because, granted, it's not going to kill a lot of people if it stays in the bigger cities. But if this stuff gets out to the villages, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be a doomsday, doomsday guy, but it will wipe villages, the villages completely out. Yeah, and I, I, the thing I'm worried about is not necessarily the sickness, but all the social uh, conflicts that it's causing between people, the idea of someone's hoarding things against some people. And if we can't get food, people aren't going to care about toilet paper. So that's the things I'm worried about. It's a legit worry because, I mean, you go even working at Fred Myers after – Especially after that first case with the um, cargo pilot. Right. It just went like people were buying stuff, you know, they've never eaten in their life. They're just running down like little kids in a candy store, putting their arm out and just running down the shelves, scooping up anything they can. Is that hyperbole or you? is that really, did you see that kind of stuff happening? No, no, that's hyperbole, but. No, I, mean, I, I can see it. Got it. Got oh, it. Okay. I, I'm sure it's happened. I mean, but uh -huh. the thing is, I know people that's been up here for a long time know how hard it is to get stuff up here. I don't know if 
people that haven't been up in Alaska very long, if they realize what hoarding can do to our whole supply chain. This yeah. isn't like the lower 48s where we could call Texas or California a warehouse somewhere and be like, hey, send us 10 more trucks over. We'll cut you a check in the morning. No, you, there's only so many ferries that can come up here. 95% of our food is imported. And that is one thing, one reason, part of my podcast that's taken on a huge importance to me that I was not expecting in the beginning was talking about the food security issues like um, Alaska <coughs> uh, Flour Company doing their barley. Like when I had the conversation with him and he was talking about just the earthquake this last year, how bad that could, the potential it had to disrupt shipments down to anchorage i was like holy shit like no this is a real deal up here i've got friends in washington and talking to them you know the food coming on barges from washington i i see a future day when when people are standing on the docks and looking at that barge full of food leaving washington heading to alaska and them saying you know what um we need that here more than they need it and that is going to be quite the decision, and then we have no more supplies coming in. Yeah, I mean, uh, so three, two, three years ago, whatever it is, I when I first moved to Alaska, I moved to Sitka down in southeast, and we kind of got a sample of how that is because the barges got stuck in, I believe it was in Juneau due to the weather, and then by the time they got released and made it to Sitka, all the dairy products is spoiled. So we went. We went almost a month on the island with, I mean, almost no dairy. And that's just one little small community. Imagine if that hits up here. There's not enough farmers up here to provide enough milk for a day, let alone an extended delay. Uh, what's funny is, uh, really, it wasn't until the new year I really started to get to, even though I moved almost a year ago up to Palmer I didn't really know my community area a lot of it's still really new to me because I when I first moved from Sitka to Palmer I was working on the train as a dining captain and then I went straight up to the North Slopes for a couple months so even though I lived here I did not know anything until really I got done on the slopes and then started kind of branching out with the podcast this is how I've kind of met everybody in the community Right, just doing research on your shows and talking to people, and you now have access to all those people's brains and exactly. Gotta love yeah. Instagram, baby. That's oh. literally how I started finding places. I had a few people I knew I wanted to touch, but like finding most of the places I find, I started when I started out was finding was just browsing on Instagram, Alaskan food, uh, local food near me. And then it just kind of took off. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, you might want to talk to this person. Talk to that person. Talk to this person. And that's one thing with the social distancing. Um, I was I had a guest over at my house not long before I got put into quarantine. And I didn't even think about letting them know because it was such a quick interview. And I was feeling perfectly fine. I don't know if people subconsciously realize how much we interact with our networks even. And you don't think about it if you're fine. Two, three days go by. I didn't think that I just spent a half hour talking with her at my kitchen table. Right. 
until I was talking to her today, and she's like, oh, I might need to consider quarantine. And I was like, shit, you know, I might have passed this on without uh, ever even knowing it. Yeah. It, it, so when you start to really think of, unless you are staying completely at home, just even like uh, we have water delivered. And the water truck delivery guy, he could come in, touch the doorknob, you know, all those different things. Just, it is amazing how we're, we're connected. You can't self-quarantine. It is about mitigating all this, right? We're all going to get it mostly. And we're trying to slow it down so we don't all get it at the same time. Now, see, like one thing we, we me and my wife have done because, uh, man, when we were both getting our ass kicked, the last thing we wanted to do was cook and my seven-year-old son, he's like, I don't give a shit. I want food, guys. Mm-hmm. So, like, when we would order food, we let the delivery driver know, like, hey, we're under quarantine. Just put it at the door, knock on the door, and we'll wait for you to leave to open it. Like, we let them know right from the beginning. That way, we're mitigating that risk. We're not even taking the chance of having an interaction with them. Right. And that's the biggest thing is people just need to – be really conscious of what you're doing. I, I hate to sound conspiracy theory, but for everybody that says the government's watching you, pretend right now the government is watching everything you do. Like, just have that level of awareness around you. Pretend you're under an indictment from the FBI and they're tapping you. <laughs> yes. stay is- And wash the hands, people. Wash your goddamn hands. <laughs> yes, coming from a food industry, you've got to be particularly aware of that, huh? Oh, dude, it is Just all your talk to tell. Holy shit. You did not realize how much people do not wash their hands until you work in retail. Like mm. just watch hundreds of people touch stuff and then they're like picking their nose, they're scratching their ass and then touching stuff and you're just like, Ew, stop it. <laughs> I told my boss I'm going to get one of those old school uh, Super Soaker 150s and I'm just going to fill it up with uh, Lysol and just sit behind the counter. And every time somebody touches something, I'm just going to spray them with Lysol. When do you you go back to work? Uh, So I have at least another week of quarantine. How does that specifically affect your work? So you're not, you don't get paid then, correct? Is that how it's going to work? So Fred Myers, if you are under doctor's order quarantine... Fred Myers is paying you. Awesome. Like you're a 40 hour work week or just whatever your hours were, average hours. Even though I was doing full-time hours, I'm technically under part-time. Mm-hmm. So I get my part-time hours, what I was hired for. Oh, that's great. Fred Meyer. That's yeah. Awesome. I, that's why I said, you know, a lot of people will slam big corporations and there's a lot of reason to, I'll be the first to throw it out there. They, they deserve a lot of it, but there's also a side of corporations, especially like our local store, Dean, our manager. That man has been out there on the front lines every day. He, he's delivered stuff to people. So there, there is a local face to these big corporations. Our management team is really trying to help get the employees and the community through this whole thing. Like my department went from five to two people almost overnight. I got quarantined another person that worked there got quarantined and then one left due to some health issues they were scared to be out in public so it went from five to two people overnight and our managers are still making sure they get days off and they have help coming in how are they dealing with the loss of people working they just hiring temporary or just hiring more people 
Yeah, so right now, um, in, in I, I know I have a lot of restaurant industry friends listening that will be listening to this, and I forgot to touch on it when I did my live video earlier. Any Kroger store right now is hiring just a mass amount of people to, to come in, help in the warehousing, help with stocking, all of that stuff right now. So it's great for people that are laid off right now because of restaurants. Go. I mean, it's you ain't going to make the money you made serving, but you're going to make more money than you made sitting at home. And you'll learn something new about the food industry. Yeah, you, you will. It's There's a lot of there's a lot of crossover. I really thought coming from being on a busy line chef to work in retail, I was like, oh, I'm going to shoot myself in the head because this is going to be boring as hell. No, there was actually a lot of skills I was able to bring over, and it taught me how to deal with the public in so many more ways to be able to smile and say piss off at the same time. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you get them all. You get them all. Everyone needs to go to a restaurant and eat. <laughs> you know that's the scary part if you really think about it even through the great depression and prohibition and stuff there were still restaurants open right now they are just closing everything down i don't know if it's really besides maybe world war ii has it ever shut down like that to where even the bartenders are staying home that's when you know shit's getting real do you think there's uh speakeasy type things popping up I would like to say no, but let's face it. Reality is they've been, there's under, there's, if not now, there, there will be. Right. I, I, I would think there's gotta be, I don't know of any personally, honestly, <laughs> but there's gotta I, be. I don't know, but yeah, there's, there, there's definitely going to be uh large social gatherings. We'll call it that. <laughs> yeah. Regardless of what's happening. <laughs> and you know, I think, uh, so, a little background. My wife's from Germany. She was there till she's 22. Uh, Mother-in-law's in Germany and stuff. And it, it's kind of, you see the difference in attitudes. Like, Germans, Ital especially Italy right now, they're just getting their ass beat oh, with yeah. it. But mm. You see the difference in attitudes. And, you know, I think that's always been America's strength. Like, piss off. We're America. We do what we want. But I think right now with this thing, it might come back and bite us in the ass and be our weakness of having that just go for it attitude. Look after 9-11. We were told, oh, be careful of large crowds, blah, blah, blah. First thing everybody did, they went to the first sporting event there was. Right. You had everybody out there waving their signs, no fear, this and that. And, I mean, that's awesome. That's American pride. We're like, piss off. You ain't going to stop us. And especially you put something like a virus that we can't see. And America has that ego where we're just like, Psh, piss off. I have a can of Lysol. Leave me alone. I'm going to go have a beer. Interesting. Yeah. Piss <laughs> off. That is that is a good point. Yeah, that, that enemy of nothing can scare us. We're not going to be terrorized. Except the virus isn't human. There's no intention behind the virus. Exactly. And it's – that's why I, I've kind of posted uh, – and then, you know – I don't know if it's all over the world or if we just are like the mecca center of the conspiracy theorist. What, in Alaska or U.S.? No, just in America in general. Oh, yeah. Well, just the questioning of authority. I, I, I had a post of a thing on my Facebook the other day. I was like, man, some of y'all better hope there ain't a run on tinfoils. You ain't going to be able to make those pretty little hats no more. Mm. <laughs> just some of the stuff you see is just like, um, yeah. You should Interesting probably... stories. 
<laughs> I love a good conspiracy, whether it's true or false. I love uh, weaving plot lines. <laughs> I do too, but some of the stuff people come up with is just, you're like, oh, you might already have something else. You should really quarantine yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be spreading that around. <laughs> What have you learned from being on the a firsthand experience? Like a lot of us are just watching it. Like I'm quarantined. I'm hearing about people, but you have it. What have you learned? It, it is like the flu for a healthy person. I mean, I, I won't, it, it was a gnarly flu, but for a healthy person, it's not going to kill me. And I've learned to be, honestly, I've learned to, to be a little more open to, how do I say it? Like the CDC and stuff. Oh, trusting authority. Yeah. I mean, a politician, I ain't going to listen to a politician regardless. I don't trust no politicians. They're all full of shit and they all have an angle. But like some of the non-politician, like the government agency, CDC, you know, kind of, they, they kind of know what they're doing a little bit. They, they've done it for a day or two. They've been there regardless of <laughs> the executive branch. Exactly. I really did learn, too, that I have a lot more of a support network than I really thought I ever had. As soon as I posted that I'm quarantined, I had people coming out of the woodworks messaging me, calling me, asking if I'm okay, asking if I need anything. Um, I had some businesses that have been on my podcast asking if they could do anything for me. And then, you know, I start as it started to shut down here in Alaska, I started posting out there like, Hey, if you've been on the podcast before, or even if you haven't, if you need some advertising for your small business, let me know because I want to help you guys. I ain't going to charge for any advertising. And I had people that could have said, yes, give me free advertising telling me, sit down, rest, don't worry about us, get healthy first. So just to see the support network, even while other people are having a hard time, they, they go out of their way to check on me. That's really shown that yeah, my little podcast is making a difference and people actually care about it and care about me in that sense. Yeah, it gets to be a point where it's bigger than you. Exactly. And you're like, oh, I can't leave this. It's just, it's moving. It's just going. <laughs> Hell, when I hit 100 downloads, I was like, like, I wanted to do a party and stuff and over now I'm at uh, almost 600 downloads and almost 500 subscribers. And I'm just like, holy shit, 500 people tune in a week, at least long enough to hear the intro to listen to me. Like it, it, it blows your mind. I had um, the event got canceled, but I had a farmer's market uh, convention reach out and ask me if I wanted a press pass. Like, I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, official awesome. now. <laughs> Like, people are asking me to come to their stuff now. Like, that's the thing that pissed me off. Coronavirus wiped out all my, like, cool bragging rights that I have a press pass. (laughs) 
Yeah, for sure. You definitely, your podcast was just gaining momentum, 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 and then pow, like with a, a lot of people, I'm sitting here looking at like the sports teams, like NBA getting canceled, Major League Baseball, and some of those veterans are like, oh, take a break. take it. But those, I was thinking about those rookies, you know, their first year, they get to the big show and, oh, are you kidding? It's canceled? I made it. I finally made it. You say that, and you know what I think of is they, since they push back the uh, opening of the baseball season, mm-hmm. think about how many guys are on those uh, the minor league teams, and they're you know a lot of them were expecting that call. Yeah, you, you know somebody's like, Dad, I'm getting the call up to the big leagues today. Yeah. Oh shit, never mind. I'm going home. Uh, can you tell mom happen. to make me some lasagna? I'm coming home. <laughs> Yes, for no no fault of anything they did. Something so huge took the whole world. You know, that was one thing I've struggled with is how to fill on the sports thing because, I mean, you see it like in Europe, in the Middle East sometimes and stuff where they'll play play matches with no crowd behind closed doors. But could you imagine what that would do? Like, that would have to be more depressing than not being able to play honestly. For the people playing, yeah, for for the players. Like, could you Just imagine not having if, that audience? Yeah, I fucking made it. Step out on that home plate, and you hear chirp, 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 chirp. Yeah. Like, it, I don't know. I, I I agree with them closing the seasons down compared or delaying them compared to playing in a a closed stadium. Like psychologically, that's just got to be torture. At least now you know you're closed because of the coronavirus. Everybody's suffering with you, stuff like that. But just keep it on a traveling schedule to go play basically a game of scrimmage because nobody's gonna care about your stats. Hit 50 home runs and then you'll be like, "Oh wow, nobody's seen it. Don't count. It's not on Facebook." Right. That there will be an asterisk next to all the records made this year. Exactly. <laughs> the year of CV. Or could you imagine, like, football with no one there? Like, quarterback, uh, take um, Ben, where he yells, oh, 32 points. He'd be, like, calling his play out. Everybody would hear it because there's no crowd noise to drown it out. You'd have to be oh, up on the yeah. line. Or that, that whole idea of a fan factor, like, drowning, <laughs> like, confusing the other team. and Yeah. You'd have to be up on the line. Uh, 32 blue, go right. I think I would like to see that, though, Mitchell. <laughs> I think I would like to see that. They call it XFL. Oh! <laughs> oh my! And that's one thing. Like, I if when people do start coming down with this, keep your sense of humor, guys. Don't don't get butthurt about stuff you see on the internet. Just keep your sense of humor. It's what's got my family through it, honestly. We we still Everything. have we have the coronavirus and we're still posting memes making fun of it. So just keep ah. your sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, I wonder at the Black Plague times what their memes would have been like. Dude, when I get off of quarantine, I want since like I survived this, I want one of those like Black Plague doctors outfits straight mm-hmm. up off of Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. I just want to, like go to work in one of those. I survived coronavirus. Exactly. Need it, man. Just like. Put it, put a little placard right on the chess piece, Survivor zero zero one, and just uh, like they're at the checkout counter. Come, check out with me. <laughs> Guess what? Nobody's hoarding shit now because nobody's coming in the store. 
what what do you think this week is going to be like for you? Any what what's the week going to look like for you? I think this week's going to be more torturous than the week of dealing with the virus. Honestly, like I am, I am such a people person that like being stuck in my house. You guys are going to get so tired of me on the podcasting and podcasting pages because I'm going to just be like, somebody talk to me, please. That is the joy of what we do. I think we're going to see a lot more podcasts being created. People just getting an outlet through these shows. Being created, listened to. I know I've seen a bump in my listens over the last week. Mine has gone up a little bit, but I, I really, honestly, I wasn't doing nothing with it while uh, dealing with this. Because even now, like getting up, walking around just gets me so wind- Talking even gets me winded, as you can hear a little bit here and there. But um now that I started doing stuff with it, like the live video I did, it I think it was already up to like a hundred something views. It, especially once I get better, I'm gonna get my son because obviously he's window school right now, and uh, I'm gonna try to do some fun podcasting stuff with him, and just try to not go insane and all that good stuff. Because I'm a people person. I I stay inside for like six hours. I get cabin fever. <laughs> well, what's you have already had it, so you can't get it again. Right. So how's that going to work? Is there going to be a certain part of our population that's already had it that will be not necessarily need to be quarantined? Yeah. See, that's what I, I still I, I've heard. They really have not definitively figured figured out if it can hit you twice for the mm-hmm. love of God. I hope it can't until it but, mutates. Exactly. That's gonna be, that's the problem. But. You know, my biggest question is, since this is a corona string, which is the same as, like, uh, the flu, the cold and stuff, is this going to be a yearly seasonal thing now? That's going to be a scary thing. Say we, we get it nipped by June, July, come August, September, October, does it start showing back up? Right, we have to go back into quarantine for the winter. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll just follow the snow patterns. Whew. Wow, at least you have a lot of time to prepare. A, the rivers will look a lot different this year, if that's the case. A lot you know, fuller. And what's funny, if you really think about it, here we are in the year 2020. We're supposed to have flying cars, and we can't even figure out how a virus spreads. <laughs> mm, I know. It, what a killer. What, it just It's made to kill us. <laughs> <laughs> so adaptive. The next, like, I, I think I speak for a lot of people. The next goddamn pandemic better produce a zombie, goddamn it. I'm getting tired of all these doomsday scenarios and not one goddamn zombies out there yet. I'm I'm telling you, when when we don't have food, there's going to be bands of roaming people looking for food. So you might get your zombies. See, that's like my whole plan. Like, if zombie apocalypse happens, I want to be a marauder for two weeks. Like, I don't want to rebuild society and all that bullshit. No. Give me like 10 days, 10 to 14 days to be a marauder. And I just want to go, like, create havoc until somebody picks me off. Like, as long as I get enough, you know, a little fun, fun time, then, you know, okay, I'm cool with that. I don't want to live through, like, Fallout 76-style world. I, I just want to be a marauding asshole for a couple days. I think about that, the idea that I don't think I have what it takes to um, live in that complete survivor mode 24-7. I just don't think my brain can handle it. I don't think my body can handle it. But I think you just something takes over and you just survive, right? You're the the human; it just wants to survive. Have you ever played uh, Fallout Four? 
Oh, yeah. The Diamond City radio guy. That's just what I picture every podcaster being through the uh, zombie apocalypse. I, how is it going to – we'll still be able to get our, our mode out there. We'll see which um, which servers shut down and all the podcasts <laughs> migrating to them. But, yeah, that's all I kind of picture is, like, all the podcasters going to be sitting there uh, in their little trailer with the little antenna built. And be like the uh, radio guy in Diamond City on Fallout 4. Coming to you from uh, the jeweled green... I mean, the green... Uh, I mean, the uh, the great green jewel of the Commonwealth. It's Diamond City Radio. So, uh, how about Billy Ward and the Dominoes? Okay, so... I've never been like a pro or against pot person. Like it's just nothing. Yeah, like you know, hey, because see, I never really. Well, one, my dad had me convinced the military will find out if I ever do any type of drugs because that's all I wanted to be when I was a kid. And then when I got old enough to realize he was full of shit, and there was weed and all this other stuff, I had three reasons I never did any drugs. For one, I already wasn't the smartest crayon in the box. Two, I was broke with enough expensive hobbies. And three, I had stingy friends. So that kind of kept me on the straight and narrow. But, um, no, I was up in, it was the first time I came up to Alaska to work. I was in Denali National Park. And um, I started passing kidney stones because I do have chronic kidney stones. Whole other story. Worst thing ever. I, I will take coronavirus over kidney stones. But um, they ended up taking me up to Fairbanks, of all places, in an ambulance. Got to Fairbanks. They see my medical history. They literally shot me up full of the uh, lauded and said, okay, we're going to let you go. I'm like, what do you mean you're going to let me go? I don't even know where the fuck I'm going. So they kicked me out, and I called the taxi company, and they're like, oh, come to Fred Myers." I'm like, okay. I didn't know Fairbanks. I'd never been there. So I spent like 45 minutes higher than a kite walking around the streets of Fairbanks trying to find Fred Myers. And I find a cop, and I'm like, this is how out of it it was. I walked up to him, I'm like, I am super high. I just got out of the hospital. Where's Fred Myers? He points me at Fred Myers and just stared at me, because this is like 3 o'clock in the morning. I get over there, get in the taxi, and uh, get back down to Denali. And everybody kept, because I was in thriving in pain. And everybody's like, man, go upstairs and just get an edible. Finally, I was like, you know what, screw it. I, something's got to help at this point. So I go up there, and I ask uh, the chef up there for an edible. He pulls out this huge Rice Krispie treat. And I think I've smoked pot like once in my life at this point. And so I take it, go back downstairs. Everybody's at work. I didn't know you ain't supposed to eat the whole goddamn thing. So I'm just nom, nom, nom. And I ended up eating like 90% of the Rice Krispie treat. And I already come back. They're like, dude, you're going to die when this hits you. And sure enough, holy shit, when it hit, I'm just like, uh, hi. Ended up pissing out the stone, feeling good, and then they start busting out dabs. I'm like, you know what? I- I'm just going for it today. Like, if we're going to break the rules, let's go all the way. That's good. So, That's another good way to be, man. You broke it. Go. I want to hit a dab. And I've, I'm a vapor user, not we just uh, nicotine. So I grab that dab and I hit it just like I do my vapes. Everybody's just staring at me like, holy shit. So end up like just standing there zoned out, 
wasn't feeling it too much. Like, I was feeling good still, but not, like, retarded good. And then everybody's like, oh, let's go into town. So we walk up to the bus. I get on the bus, and it just fucking hit me. I'm like, Bleh. And uh, I look at my chef. I'm like, bro, I don't need to go to town. I need to go to bed. He's like, yeah, that's a good idea. And everybody's yelling at me, do not stop at the miners' market. Don't go there. $115 later, I found out why they said don't stop at the miners' market. What's the miners' market? Uh, it's, so it's the little market up there in Denali Village. Oh, gotcha. Uh, Expensive. Yeah, store. it's like it's like $18 for a thing at Ben and Jerry's, and I ended up with like four of them somehow, plus a whole bunch of other snacks. I like wander down the hill, and I, I do not remember anything from wandering down the hill. And like that night when they came back, <laughs> I guess I'm laying on my bed in my boxers, doors wide open to our cabin. There's Ben and Jerry's and Doritos literally laid everywhere. My roommates are just dying laughing. Yeah, I guess it took like four of them to even like get me up and moving. <laughs> yeah, so not really a bad experience. You just took it to the edge and OD'd on pot the first night. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I seriously think I was probably filling it for about 16 hours. Oh, I agree. Yeah, uh, edibles definitely <laughs> are a different game. Yeah, you know, I was like figured, because. See, and even now, like, to this day, I don't mind edibles. Like, if I'm having a kidney stone, I'll go to edibles. Because it even took me a long time to vape because I watched too many, like, PSA commercials as a kid. So the idea of inhaling stuff into my lungs was always like, eh, just doesn't sound good. But, yeah, edibles, I was like, oh, wait, this is fair game now. Oh, now you, I can do this. And you being <laughs> uh, the food guy. Oh, yeah, we've had Christmas parties at places I worked, uh, where people bust out like the can of butter or uh, the can of caramels. All right. Holy shit, man. <laughs> Especially if you don't use it a lot. Yeah, like I'd get high just smelling them. And then people being really good at their craft. And then when they're yeah. infusing <laughs> cannabis into it and they take it that extra notch. Good times. When Are you looking at uh, interviewing any um, edible companies? Yeah, so... Um, I've done, I, I'm just starting to do some, uh, outreach. Um, I got that list from you, the ones you knew, I was so backed up on episodes that be edited. I hadn't really got around to it. And I just started doing outreach when this stuff hit. Yeah. I would say lady gray has got to be one of the, the top shelf edible companies in the state. I mean, just their packaging, the way things look, I think you'd really appreciate what they've got going on. Yeah, see, and that's the thing is now uh, I'm torn because it's like, do, do I wait till all this stuff pass and try to do some more, like, live interviews, or do I just uh, do it like we are with the uh, computer? Because that's what I do for, like, my Southeast companies. Obviously, I'm not rich, so I can't go down to Southeast Alaska all the time. But there, there's something about trying to do interviews in, in person because – I like all the background noise, like the machines running and stuff like that, because it gives, you know, a mm -hmm. sense of being there. Right. That's why I, I'm torn on how I'm going to move forward with, with doing interviews until this disaster's over. It's all, it's all fun. I'm, I'm glad to have connected up with you today. It's been something I wanted to do, and it just so happens we got it, we got it going on, and we can talk about CV and getting a podcast going and, and the new age of podcasting coming on. I want to thank you for coming on, man. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, especially uh, it's great to, to see your passion and everything you're doing with spreading the word of podcasting in Alaska, because 
we, we are kind of far behind in some things, you know, to the lower 48s. I still get a lot of people I talk to. I'm like, hey, you want to be a guest on my podcast? Huh? You want to what? <laughs> oh, no. Let me tell you about my podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, no, it, it's pretty awesome to, to see what you're doing, um, especially with the canna, cannabis industry, because there there's still a lot of negative myths about it out there. So it's it's nice to have somebody be able to talk on it on a legit base and not just uh, trashing it. Yeah, right. It, it brings something different to it. Bring something different to the conversation, that's for sure. Yeah, I wanted to say the idea we just started that the Alaska Podcast Network this week on Facebook. So that'll be something for people to check out. We're trying to gather all the yeah. Alaskan podcasts in one place so people can just go there and get all their podcasts. So. No, I think right now we've got just the hosts of maybe what eight, nine shows. We'll start inviting everyone else this week to the. I just sent the um, host to, I mean, uh, invitation to another uh, podcaster at Anchorage on that. Oh, great, good, good. To get him in. Uh, see, that's one thing like uh, social media helps so much, like Instagram and stuff, Instagram and Facebook, being able to find other podcasters up here because. It ain't like we're going to get podcast movement convention in Anchorage anytime soon. No, but we could build our own. Oh, that's, that's the whole point of this. But now we now yes. damn CV. But um, <laughs> yeah, the point was once to meet up. Over, yes, once this shit is over, we're, we're going to find a place where we can all get together, have a good beer from six feet apart and laugh about it. Mm, I agree. I'm, <laughs> I'm so down with that. Definitely. All right, Mitchell, we, we'll get together. <laughs> I want to, we'll connect up. We'll, we have an open invitation to come on back on the show. If you have anything you want to share and i um, going to continue praying for you. Get well, get well, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Like I said, thanks for having me on. Oh, yeah. Take care. All right. Bye. Hey, hey, thank you for joining us on Far North Tokers. You can find more conversations with the players in Alaskan Cannabis on SoundCloud, iTunes, and all other podcast places. Facebook, Instagram, and farnorthtokers.com. Send questions and comments to midtoker at farnorthtokers.com. M-I-D-T-O-K-E-R at farnorthtokers.com. Here's Token. And the way we can edit it is, yeah. I don't, you know, none of this bullshit gets put in there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs>